I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Pursuing Holiness Over Happiness I cannot count the number of times I've heard misguided friends defend an ill-conceived position regarding a preference for pursuing happiness over holiness when they should have known better. And for purposes of full disclosure, I would be hard-pressed to place the number of times that I myself have had these dialogues with myself. Here in America, patriots revere three rights upheld by the country's Declaration of Independence. They include important tenets about the quality of men and also refer to the inherent and inalienable rights created to preserve life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Indeed, the goal of achieving happiness and our entitlement to it is a common core belief. It's found in many self-help books and advertisements. It's a popular topic on talk shows. It hovers over the young as a lofty expectation and bitterly haunts the old if they have failed to attain it. Simply defined, happiness is a state of well-being and contentment. For the Christian, well-being and contentment are more than a feeling rooted in circumstance, and that is why holiness as opposed to happiness, represents the Holy Grail far more worthy of our effort and attention. With so many Bible verses touching on joy, it is understandable how easy it is to confuse, say, the joy of the Lord available to us and the holy life He calls to us with the temporal happiness, even when it comes to earthly blessings and the distribution of daily bread that makes us feel happy. Probably one of the most clarifying verses about arriving at happiness as opposed to targeting it, can be found in Matthew six thirty three. There we read, But first seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. This verse prioritizes the only thing we need, salvation and righteousness. These are the hallmarks of a life filled with purpose and dedicated to the pursuit of holiness. What are the other things to be added that are referred to in this verse? Our essentials first and foremost. Jesus speaks about the Heavenly Father knowing what we need as opposed to what we want. To be sure, we can trust in God's provision, but God is under no obligation to simply provide what we want. He's no vending machine. He's not our genie. He doesn't act as therapist or cruise director in our journey of life on this earth. God knows even when we don't that every want we have doesn't line up with His perfect will. And He's in the business of meeting our deepest needs, not our greatest wants. Even if we can distinguish the difference between happiness and holiness on paper, it's much harder to discern it in our lives. Because our lives are flawed and filled with wants and desires, we have no business entertaining. A very clear and present danger comes into play when we Christians find ourselves willing to dispense with something good and right in God's eyes to pursue what runs contrary to that to ensure our happiness. The converse can also be true. Some Christians boast about uber-sacrificial lifestyles that are more rooted in their outward deprivation than their inward dedication. Neither of these extreme approaches are godly. Let's look first at the Christ follower, tempted to embrace a compartmentalized lifestyle. I believe God does not expect us to wear what writer Hannah Pinnell refers to as the badge of happiness. In actuality, A life led with holiness at its forefront points to God with far more clarity 
than a life led with happiness as the primary goal. This can be especially evident when wrong-headed happiness is discarded at the expense of holiness. Examples of this might include leaving a spouse and picking up with someone else because it feels good and we somehow aren't happy in our committed relationship anymore, or we're tired of the responsibilities of parenthood, so we abandon our family and set out on our own. These might sound like extreme illustrations, but the fact is such scenarios occur all the time. Paul spells this concept out in one of his letters to Timothy, his friend and partner in kingdom work. He says, Godliness with contentment is great gain. Christ followers ought to follow their efforts on pursuing holiness in conduct, attitude, and thought, but there is a contentment to be found in doing that. And how is contentment defined, you might wonder? Contentment is a state of happiness and satisfaction, and therein lies the goal. Amen, so be it. Join me in pursuing holiness first and allowing God to add all things He sees fit, not just the things that we want. I'd like to read an excerpt from my second book, The Trap Door, and this installment is entitled Precious Scents, Distilling and Refining Our Fragrance. Very few people go out to the garden, rub themselves with a flower, and hope to smell good for the rest of the day, because there's no way they will. Consumers usually buy a fragrance primarily because the tedious process combined with the vast amount of ingredients needed is such a huge undertaking Who would ever try to do it? Commercial fragrances are a part of a combination of a variety of organic, raw, floral, and plant material. These raw materials are dissolved in a solvent, resulting in the creation of the desired aromatic compound. Eventually, the solvent is removed, and the remaining mixture is the stuff of which the ultimate fragrance is made, bottled and packaged, and then sold. Whenever a fragrance is made, a vessel is required that can literally take the heat, as heating the compound may be necessary in the scent-making process. A Christian is the vessel God uses to create a sweet fragrance, which results from obedience and devotion to God. Mature Christians understand they will face trials and adapt themselves to take the heat through faith, the power of prayer, and support from fellow vessels. They give God their raw materials, their talent, their energy, their schedules, and their agendas. God permits their submersion into the solvent of hardship to extract their essences. Our vessels take the heat and yield the fragrance they were born to create. But creating any fragrance requires time, patience, and the knowledge that each step brings the comprehensive process closer to completion. Being mindful of this when we are in the middle of seemingly unbearable adversity that will further our scent-making process can help spur us on to complete the race God has marked out for us. And that's from Hebrews 12.1. On days when I imagine what heaven will be like, I wonder about the fragrance aspect. When all the saints are gathered in the new Jerusalem, I can't help but imagine the aromatic environment we will enjoy. The hard-won perfume of each believer will mingle in exquisite harmony with the scents of all the other saints. Imagine this intermingled with the notes of our heartfelt prayers from the golden bowl and the precious mixture of frankincense and myrrh. What a feast for the senses this will be. When we use our mind's eye to imagine eternity, the resulting hope can spur us on, even when life truly stinks. Concentration camp survivor, psychiatrist, and author Viktor Frankl tells of an ill fellow inmate at Auschwitz 
who was near her life's end in his famous book, Man's Search for Meaning. Surprisingly, she expressed gratitude to him regarding the suffering she had endured. In my former life, I was spoiled and did not take spiritual accomplishments seriously. Outside the shabby hut of their confines sat a chestnut tree. The woman told him that the tree, the only friend in her loneliness, spoke to her saying, I am here, I am here, I am life, eternal life. And the keys to kingdom living are, permit your vessel to take the heat as it transforms raw material into the sweet fragrance only each Christ follower can uniquely produce. And the doorpost is, how delightful your love is. Your love is much better than wine and the fragrance of your perfume sweeter than any balsam. Song of Solomon 4, 10 to 14. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.